We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, we're talking about Peter, what Jesus said to him. He said, launch out into the deep, let down your nets, plural. Now, Peter said, Lord, we fished all night and caught nothing. Didn't work. I've done everything Charles Capps said to do. I've done everything Kenneth Copeland said to do. And it didn't work. Nevertheless, at thy word, it makes a difference when you do it at the word of Jesus. You see, now what's he done? He invested his boat in Jesus' ministry. And he said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. See, he just did half what Jesus said to do. And he caught a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. Now, what was the difference? Now he's done it at Jesus' words. It makes a difference when you do it because of the word. Not just because somebody else did it. See, if we get the idea, well, now it'll work for me just like it worked for so-and-so. Well, now the principle will work all right. But see, sometimes motives and other things you don't understand. That he did it because God told him to. And if God didn't tell you to, then it might not be the thing to do. Now, Peter, when he did what Jesus said, then he got a manifestation of it, didn't he? I mean, there's people, you know, I know that some people don't believe that you get a hundredfold return in this life. But now Peter did before the sun went down. Well, Jesus did too on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> he got a hundred and twenty-fold return, three thousand hundred and twenty-fold return. He planted himself. And he came up. But now Peter acted on the words of Jesus. And what hadn't worked just a few hours before now worked perfectly. Isn't that amazing? Because he did it at the word. Folks, it makes a difference when you do it because of the word. Not because of what somebody else did. Don't just copy after somebody else. Now you can follow the principles all right. But don't do it just because of somebody else. Somebody said, well, I'm going to pull my glasses off and stomp them. That'll prove I have faith. I heard so-and-so did that, and he was totally restored. Well, that won't prove you have faith. It may prove somebody will have to lead you to work in the morning. (laughs) No, you see, if God didn't tell you to do that, I wouldn't do it. See, follow the direction of the Spirit of God. That's where we miss it a lot of times. We just kind of do things on our own. Or do it because somebody else did it. But if you'll act on God's word and do what God said in his word, it makes a difference when you do it because of the word. That's why Jesus said, man shall live by every word of God. Get a working knowledge of the word of God and an overall view of the word of God to where that in every circumstance of life, you'll know which principle to apply. And you sow the seed and you'll eventually reap a harvest. But first of all, the soil has to be prepared. You've got to get the stones and the thorns out. Now, if you'll notice there, you thought I'd forgot about it, and I almost did. In Luke, the sixth chapter, Jesus said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Then he said, Blessed are those that hunger, for they shall be filled. And those that mourn, for they shall laugh. Notice that it turned it 180 degrees from what it was because of the kingdom. Now, this kingdom that Jesus is referring to here and we're reading about and talking about 
is no less powerful than the kingdom be set up in the New Jerusalem. See, Jesus speaking in the sixth chapter of Matthew, teaching his disciples to pray, he said, pray this way, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. One of the most profound statements in the Bible. Jesus told his disciples to pray that the kingdom would come, that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Oh, what a profound statement. In other words, it is the will of God that it be on earth as it is in heaven. It has to be, because Jesus said for them to pray that it'd get that way. Well, now I know it's not that way yet, but he told them to pray that it'd get that way. Pray that the kingdom would come. Why? Because when the kingdom has come, it's possible that it can be that way. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't say it would be. I said it can be. It's a possibility that it can happen that way. In other words, Jesus said, pray that the kingdom come. Now, what kingdom is he referring to? See, so many people think, oh, he's talking about the kingdom be set up in the new Jerusalem. No, no, that's not the kingdom. Not the literal kingdom that he was talking about. Because if you look in Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 1, it says, he said to them that stood there, he said, to some of you standing here that shall not taste death till you see the kingdom of God come with power. Well, now you know then, he's referring to the kingdom that's set up in the hearts of men. On the day of Pentecost, when people were born again, God set up a kingdom inside the believers. And every person that's born again, the kingdom of God is within you. See, 17th chapter of Luke, verse 20 and 21, when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he said, the kingdom won't come with observation. This kingdom he's talking about, see, now, New Jerusalem will. But he said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. They won't say, lo, here, lo, there is the kingdom. See, this kingdom he's referring to is a secret kingdom that's set up in the hearts of men. And here he's telling us about it in Matthew, the 13th chapter, and Mark, the 4th chapter. This kingdom is as if a man cast a seed into the ground, and he has told the parable of the sower. The sower soweth the word. But we need to know what word to sow. What seed do you sow? Now, any farmer knows that if you want corn, you plant corn. You don't plant cotton. Everything produces after its kind. Everything produces after its kind. Now, this kingdom, then, is capable of producing everything that we have need of. Now, turn over there. We quoted it, but let's go to it. Second Peter, chapter 1, begin with verse 2. Peter says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Makes a difference when you have the knowledge of God. Some people say, well, you never know what God will do. Well, you will if you'll read his word. If you'll continue in his word. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing, and hearing, a continual sense. Faith does not come by having heard. It comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. Now, Grace, the Lord gave me this definition of grace. I want to share it with you. Several years ago, he said, grace is my willingness to use my power and my ability on your behalf. Not many people have understood that. About all I knew about grace was it was unmerited favor. Well, that's true. It is that. But now, let me ask you something. This is what the Lord asked me. He said, now, if I'd have said, I'm willing for you to be saved, if you can figure out how to save yourself, I'm in favor of it, but I'm not going to get personally involved in it. Would it have helped you any? Wouldn't have helped me a bit. Wouldn't have helped you either. But you see, 
He said, I was willing to get personally involved in it. So grace is God's willingness. Now let me bring it over into another area, like Jesus did. He'd go and take natural things and show you some spiritual truth. Insurance companies, you have insurance with. Most of them will give you a 30-day grace period. That means that if you don't pay the premium of that policy, they will cover you for 30 days even though you don't deserve it. All the assets of their company is behind your house or whatever it is you've got injured for 30 days even though you don't deserve it. That's grace. Oh, if we could get a hold of that. It'd make the Bible a different book. The Apostle Paul said, be strong in grace. Be strong in God's willingness. You see a lot of people that's strong in God's ability. Oh, yes, God's able. I know God's able. Well, the devil knows that. We must be strong in grace, in God's willingness, that he will do it for me now because of his word. Now, notice he goes on here and says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Now, what is the divine power of God? See, the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God. So the Holy Spirit is responsible for the Word. So His divine power is the Word of God. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. Here He comes back to it again, through the knowledge. It's the knowledge of truth that sets you free. A working knowledge. I prefer to say it that way because it gives a little more emphasis on it. A working knowledge of the Word of God. Given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby or by this means are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be. Notice the word. Ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Didn't say you would be, said you might be. See, here again, you come back to what Jesus was saying. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. If you don't hear and take heed to the word of God and gain a working knowledge of it, then you may not ever be a partaker of the divine nature. I've had people to get upset with me. I had a minister say to me one time, you must think you're divine, saying all these things God says. <laughs> you must think you're divine. I said, no, but I'm a partaker of the divine nature. See, this is what Peter said. We're partakers of the divine nature, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. How did he give us all these things? Through the promises of God. The promises in the new covenant. This is our promised land, and it's available to us today. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. See, we're citizens of another world. Did you know that? Paul said our conversation is in heaven. Now, see, that word's a little blind to us. That just simply means citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're no longer strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints in the household of God. And he goes on to say, the whole family in heaven and earth. In other words, not one family in heaven, another in earth, the whole family in heaven and earth. As far as God's concerned, he sees us citizens of heaven now. Can you say amen? God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our offer is the mini-book on CD. It's CD offer number 7155, God's Creative Power for Healing. And it's $8 plus $3 postage and handling. That's CD offer number 7155. The whole book 
audio is on there, and you'll be surprised how much you'll learn by just listening to the things that are said in this book. Medical science aids healing through physical means by administering medicine into the physical body. God's divine healing is spiritual. It is ministered through the human spirit. Now, what we have to understand is that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Notice he didn't send his word to heal them. He sent his word and healed them. In other words, God believed it worked. For as he's concerned, healing is already a fact. It may not be present in your life, but you have to call it. The scripture teaches us to call things that are not as though they were. We're healed by the stripes of Jesus, the scripture says. My son, attend to my words, and climb thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart for their life and healing to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, I want you to notice that God's word is healing to your flesh. The engrafted word, God's word, is spiritual law. It's engrafted into your spirit by confessing the word, proclaiming the word, I am the body of Christ. The enemy had no power over me, overcome evil with good. I am of God and have overcome the wicked one. For greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you'll find when you begin to confess the scriptures and what God says about you, it'll cause faith to rise in your heart. And we've had tremendous testimonies of how people have received their healing through confessing the word of God. That's offer number 7155. And it's $8 plus $3 postage and handling for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.